When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. To be fair, over the last uh, four months or so that this show's been going, uh, we've had some great people on, some great guests and some quality individuals, but men who have, and women who have achieved so much in their sport. And uh, right here and now, I've uh, got on the line uh, from Australia uh, a bloke I, who I regard as uh, right up there in that league. He's the greatest wicketkeeper batsman of all time, without doubt. Uh, he's one of three players, I believe, who have changed the face of cricket in the modern era. Uh, because he, what he did as a batsman as well as what he did as a glovers man. I don't need to give him any further introduction because his head will be swelling. I can see it on the other side of Australia right here and now. Uh, but it's uh, a really good morning to uh, a good friend and colleague of mine, uh, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, Gilly, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're one of our brothers over there in Perth on the SEN network. Uh, just tell us, mate, And uh, really the, the two semi-finals mirrored each other. Unlikely run chases about three or four overs out, and look here we are against you again. <laughs> G'day, Smithy, mate. Hey, thanks for the intro. I I held my breath. I was waiting for the for the the, the pull down, the, the bring down, and and <laughs> a little bit at the end there about telling me I have a swollen head, but I've got a sore head, mate, because I've exactly been um, you know out partying with a lack of sleep of just a few hours. And it was tough to calm down, as it would have been for you guys after your semi-final. What a remarkable events, eh? What, what, what sort of uh, I don't know joy and excitement this format is bringing us. When we all thought years ago it's not real cricket, and how can this be, and why is it so popular? Well, that was in a nutshell on on the greatest stage uh, for this format. Uh, two semi-finals that were just brilliant. It was. It was so exciting, and um, yeah, well done to, to both teams. And gee, it gives it gives you would have heard it, Smitty, because you've been in and around playing and, and broadcasting so many World Cups over the years. But you hear about this term tournament play. Do whatever you got to do to get through the first phase of the tournament to get into the knockout stages, and then it all starts again. And you just mm. never know in a two-horse race. So, well done to New Zealand, and uh, and, and the Aussies last night were, were unreal. It was. A, a, I, I want to focus in on, on your one in particular because, uh, you know, you've had a few players that, that really hadn't contributed a heck of a lot. Uh, you, you know, you've relied on, on the Warner aspect of it. Hazelwood's been brilliant. Zampa's been very good. But you've got some very big-name players who it looked like might not be a factor uh, until last night. Stoinis in particular and Wade, uh, two, I won't say unlikely heroes because they're capable of doing it, but... Uh, they they didn't show as if they were, were were going to do it at that point, and I, I was pretty worried for you at that stage. Mate, I was I was thirty seconds from hitting the off button and going in trying to get some sleep. <laughs> um, it was yeah. so close, but uh, 
you're right. And and again, that's that's tournament and team play or squad play, I guess. And uh, it's it really is a through a tournament like this. At some point, your depth of squad and your depth of selection and and the um, how how precise that selection has been will be tested. And that was uh, tested right down to the, the almost the, the knockout blow last night for Australia and Matt Wade and, and Marcus Doinis as as you and, and many people know in New Zealand that do tune into the big bash, they typically ply their trade in this format up the top of the order. And when the ball's coming on, the field restrictions are in place and there's plenty of room, you know, out in the outfield. But they they just look so calm, didn't they? Stoinis looks so composed as as to Matty Wade. Uh, and then the trust, the work that you've been doing, I think that's probably where they'll be most pleased. That they were told they're not going to open the batting in this World Cup. They've known that probably for a good you know, 18 months to two years and uh, go away and, and just try and hone some skills in that middle order and lower order and learn how to finish a game. And that's, that's what Australian cricket hasn't had, a, a finisher or anyone that has consistently done it. Um, and it doesn't matter now. They've done it in the big enough game and now they get another crack on, on Sunday night. Gilly, what wins it? I mean, we talked about batting and run chasing here, but what what in essence wins T Twenty cricket? Is it is it the, the skill of the batting or is the accuracy of the bowling? What is the, what is the key between the two there? Yeah, uh, God, you don't often sit back to to really analyse um, exactly what happens in T Twenty because it happens so quick. Um, I mean, I, I still. I really still believe that um, bowlers genuinely win the games of cricket. Batsmen set them up, uh, and and you know the, the batsmanship of of, uh, of Matt Wade last night and the creativity that that was probably what caught uh, Shaheen Sharafridi, who's bowled brilliantly through this tournament. That that just climbed into his mindset a bit. He didn't sort of change his plan, the bowler, and that was the creativity of the of the batter. So, uh, but I think. Looking at the two teams now that are in the final, uh, I think the New Zealand bowling has been absolutely outstanding and it's a really well-balanced attack. And I think so too the Australian bowling has been, if you had to say which of the two facets of the game has been more on point through the tournament to this point, I think it would be the bowling as well uh, with glimpses of the batting brilliance has shone through. So, yeah, I still think probably in most formats, all three formats. Batsmen, they can look like the glory boys and they, they get all the glory, but it's the hard-working bowls that win you the games of cricket. Kelly, take us inside the Australian camp. Um, I, I know you, you you know a lot of guys in this. In all honesty, uh, who would they have uh, been... I know they had to focus on the job to do, but now that they're playing New Zealand, it's the devil you, you sort of know a bit better, isn't it? And it, it's... Do you look at it as a big brother, little brother situation as we sort of look at it from this side of the Tasman? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the, if, if the current group would would be able to do that, uh, just given, uh, particularly in this format, maybe in test cricket, there was still elements of that wasn't there a few years ago when when the, um, the New Zealand team was over here and it was a 3-0 result and it, it sort of Always, whilst it wasn't you know perfect cricket from the Aussies, it felt like they were probably flexing their muscles a little bit. But this format, I don't know that anyone can have that right to say that they're a more dominant team now and, and have a higher 
profile I place in cricket. I mean, New Zealand World Test Champions, probably should have been 50 over champions if, if the rubber the green goes their way and then possible chance to get the Triple Crown if they, if they had done that on Sunday night. So, no, I, I, and particularly now that the way that the players have played alongside each other and know each other, that oh, I think the level of respect there is there that each team knows how uh, how dangerous every other opponent is, and there's no real feeling. I, I, I suspect that's sort of diminished a little bit in that, in that regard, and I, I certainly don't think that the Australian team um, feel it, it, it's a it's a lesser opponent compared to what could have been. Uh, even though England roughed up the Aussies pretty badly in their preliminary match, uh, I think they're very aware that um, you know New Zealand being in the same situation in their semi-final and they, they got through, um, people might say you got a little bit lucky, but you've still got to be in that position to give yourself a chance, and that's what good teams do. Gilly, we've lost Conway, Devin Conway, who we've only had for five minutes, and he's made a hell of an impression with, uh, with what he's done in all three forms of the game for us, actually, already. But uh, that's a massive uh, loss for us, and that keeping batting position is... Uh, you use, um, as you say, you use Wade down the order, but a lot of sides use their keepers uh, a lot higher up for balance in the side, and uh, that will hurt us. We're picking. Oh, it, it will do. Yeah, he has. Um, he's been terrific. To, to, I mean, I, I don't know a huge amount. How much keeping had he had he done previously, Smithy? Because what he's done in this tournament, the way. He's, Made a fist of it. He's been very impressive. Did he, did he have a, a, a much of a history with the gloves? Not a lot. No, just just uh, yeah. a, a more of a dabbly side of things. Um, just been a yeah. specialist batsman and and encouraged to you know to to add that to his to his bow really. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, yeah, it is. Well, balance of teams. You ask about who wins the games and uh, overall balance. Whether if you can. You know, squeeze an extra bowling option in there, or an all-rounder option on the back of a guy that is an out-and-out batsman, that uh, batter that can can put the gloves on. Um, yeah, that that's only adds to the strength of the of the squad. So, yeah, that's that's challenging. And and again, I keep going back. It's, that's the challenge of, of tournament play. That inevitably you're going to find someone's going to fall over somewhere in that tournament, and then and then it draws on the depth of your of your squad. But. Uh, so that's a, it's a setback, but it's an exciting matchup. I'm really, I just can't wait to see, you know, that opening it's attack of Southie and Bolt challenging David Warner and Aaron Finch. I mean, Finchy cops one of the best deliveries he ever uh, last night. He does have a tendency to get that front pad in front of his stump, so I reckon Trent Bolt might be interested in that. And then, you know, Southie to Warner, that's just going to be a, a terrific matchup. I look forward to a number of those uh, those one-off battles, and I. I, I, I kind of feel um, that this game these, this game will be won by the, the new ball. I, I think uh, Hazelwood, Stark, I mean, Stark has done terrible damage to New Zealand at the top of the order in big games before, and Hazelwood's been outstanding. I, I kind of think of, you've, in, you've mentioned that battle, but I, I think it's also uh, the, other one, the other one as well as, that, as to how we handle that initial burst. Yeah, initial burst uh, really... Well, I, I tend to agree, and I thought that was going to be certainly the case last night and, and probably in both semis. But last night, oh, well, that, that first delivery that Finch got copped, uh, got rid of him. But the, the, the sort of uh, the Pakistan opening partnership, 
and then Australia, after the fall of that first wicket, really negotiated that new ball very, very well. But, uh, but yeah, I think that the skills of the, the various seam and quick bowls that you mentioned on both teams are exceptional. So that'll be challenging, but so too the spinners. I mean, Anish Sodi's been terrific. What about Zampa, if you get the chance to bowl to Kane? I mean, he has he, he, he has got him a couple of times, but, you know, Kane doesn't get tied down by too many and, and not too many have a stranglehold on him. I'm not saying that Zampa's got that, but that's going to be fascinating to watch because Zampa really kept he kept Australia in the contest uh, at, in the field and, and the four overs he bowled. Um, and, you know, Shadab Khan, his, his bowling was just exceptional last night too in a losing affair. So the spinners are certainly um, in the contest as well, even though that, that ball is going to be swinging around and, and uh, at the top of the innings. I look at the two captains, um, both very good leaders. I mean, a lot of people would say Australia could perhaps do without Finch uh, at the top of the order. They could probably find other batsmen or, or rotate the ones that they've got, but... Uh, Finch is a, a, an interesting, clearly quite a very good leader, uh, and Williamson the same, uh, with very good reputations at getting the best out of their guys at the right time. Yeah, both really um, so highly respected, aren't they, uh, amongst their peers, and, and liked, just liked as people, because they're great people, great guys, but, but really, really uh, clever with their bowling Tactics, chain bowling changes when they're operating certain bowls. I think they've been exceptional in that regard. Probably the, the two standouts, Alan Morgan's uh, outstanding. Uh, he's got a really well-balanced attack at his disposal. But I think um, particularly Aaron Finch has been... Uh, the, the timing of when he's injected a certain bowler, there was possibly potential to uh, maybe go with Mitchell Stark for an extra over at the top last night with it swinging. That's always a horrible sort of wrestle that you have with yourself as captain in T20 cricket. Do you, do you try to capitalise on a ball that's got a little bit of movement in it because you know it's not going to be there for much more than four overs? But he, he chose last night by way of example of his um, uh, great strategy is to rest Stark, use him in the middle uh, for one, which was an outstanding over, really stemmed the flow of runs in the middle of the uh, Pakistan innings. Um, and then he bowled one fantastic <laughs> at the end and then got clubbed right at the death, Starkey. But I think that, that just manipulating his bowls around really well is what um, Aaron Finch has done particularly well. And, and, and Kane's just so so balanced and sensible. It, it sort of uh, mirrors the, the, the same captaincy style across uh, in the New Zealand camp. Gilly, we, just before we let you go, I know you've, you've got plenty on yourself this morning, so... Hey, mate, we can't let you go without talking about the Ashes. We're, we're, we're huge on it. We're, we're going to be big on it here. Um, I, I look forward to it as the great, one of the great clashes in sport, to be honest, right up there with the Ryder Cup for me. But uh, I, I look forward to this, and, and all of a sudden uh, it, it starts to become appealing because it's close. But England actually, after mucking around and everyone thinking, what are they going to send over? Uh, I think it's going to be really good, a, a really, really good series. Where do you see it uh, being in the balance? I think Australia still start favourites, but uh, they're not as firm a favourite as what they, what everyone might have been saying at the announcement of the England squad. I was, I was quite surprised by how hard, you know, I mean, typically English tabloid press and the journos there, but they, they, they're known to make a headline, aren't they? But uh, uh, I was, I was surprised that you know some of their 
their experts and their pundits, as they call them over there, were, were so scathing on that squad that was picked. And um, you can only pick, you know, what's available. And initially, Ben Stokes wasn't available, but now he is, and I think that's a that's just a, I think a collective cheer across uh, between England and Australian fans, really, to know that Ben Stokes is going to be featuring at some stage, hopefully right from the start in this Ashes. So that tips it um, a little bit back their way, but uh, yeah, there's still uncertainty in this Australian Test team. There's still, you know, we're still sitting here wondering who who's going to fill a couple of batting positions. Well, I believe uh, George Bailey, chairman of selectors, has said that Marcus Harris will get up the top uh, to partner David Warner. Uh, but uh, you know, Warner's his position uh, not under scrutiny now, but challenged so much by this English attack over in England. But his, his numbers in Australia are exceptional. So there's there's no set plan yet for the Aussies. Um, there's another batting position in the middle, up for grabs. And then, of course, the demons of last summer, Smithy, of, for that bowling lineup, who just could not get it done as much as they tried. And as I said, the Australian batsmen last summer were able to sort of get them into winning positions probably three times on day five of test matches. And the bowlers didn't get it done, so that'll play on their mind too, and that'll be mentioned a lot by England and and Joe Root, uh, certainly in his team meeting. So fascinating contest, as you say, it's as good as any around, and uh, I think this one's going to be a little bit, a little bit closer. I still say Australia, but I think it's going to be pretty hard for it. Okay, Gully, uh, we'll leave it at that, mate. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I know it's very early in the morning over there, so. Uh, big day ahead of you, and uh, I think we should have a, just a, n- a nice little bottle of something special on the outcome on uh, Monday morning. How about that? Well, I think that would only be appropriate, mate. I think we, we should, we'll, we'll make sure that works. I look forward to the um, the WhatsApp group banter. I see it's already started very early this morning, but, yeah. mate, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that one. There you go. We're on the record. Game on. Okay, and hopefully COVID lets us work together again at some stage shortly, mate. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, let's let's... Uh, let's enjoy yet another great tan- trans-Tasman battle uh, between the both of us. Uh, I don't know, I, th- I think you're probably slight favourites, but y- you hate us calling us underdogs, so I'll continue to do that, and that's why I do it. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's going to be entertaining, mate. It's going to be really good. Yeah, good, good, luck. good to chat. Great to chat, Cheers. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Adam Gilchrist there, folks. One of the, uh, one of the a terrific guy. Host of uh, Fox uh, Cricket in Australia. Does a great job there, but Man, what a what a cricketer! Uh, and as I say, he changed the face of cricket in terms of how you used your wicketkeeper batsman. Uh, I say uh, Shane Warne changed the the face of cricket in terms of uh, the importance of spin bowling and leg spin bowling and re-emphasising that and people wanting to be leg spinners. Uh, and and from that, we've seen some great bowlers. Adam Gilchrist the same with wicketkeeper batsman uh, in terms of. Um, you just have to produce more than you have to average more than thirty-five as a as a test keeper and as a batter. You have keeper. You have to be able to bat right up the order as well. That was Adam Gilchrist, and of course the other one is Brendan McCullum, who changed the face of fifty-over cricket uh, with a style of leadership. So three of the modern day win, ones in my mind, anyway.